Hey, what's up, Improvement Warrior? Jason Yun, back with you. Welcome to Improvement Warrior Podcast, episode number four. It's been a while since I recorded a podcast. Went on vacation and sort of got behind with a bunch of things. And podcast was one of them. But back to back at it, and we've got a jam-packed, information-packed one for you today. So we're going to be talking about um, a new study that came out about the sun. We're going to be talking about my um, some highlights from my latest Improvement Warrior University webinar, Circadian Biology Part 3, Sun Cosmetics. And we'll be talking about some very recent things, something that happened yesterday in regards to the COVID vaccine and the bullshit behind that. So, um, yeah, so let's get into this. I mean, uh, like I said, it's been a while. I left for vacation on Florida at the end of March. We went down to, first place we went was Destin, stayed there about a week. Then we went to Orlando, celebrated my son's birthday on April 3rd there. Then we went to... Where we go after that? Uh, Naples. And we stayed at my father-in-law's place down there. And then finally up to Jacksonville. And then we drove back home. So it was two weeks. It's fun times. Did you have fun in Florida, Spencer? Yep. Yep. Everybody went. It was fun. I raised my, according to my D-Minder app, I raised my vitamin D levels 16 points while I was down there. And yeah, so it's good times, but a lot of the good thing down in Florida is you don't see a whole lot of people wearing masks. I think the typically the only people that I really saw were the tourists coming down there. Uh, if they were a resident, they really didn't have it on as far as I can tell. But if you went into Publix, it was basically your job on the mask. What's the problem? So, um, different places at different places. Uh, Naples was more masked than Destin. Destin was pretty much, I'd say, 90% unmasked. But we'll talk about the, the corona stuff and CDC and all their BS here in a little bit. Um, but the big thing I've been working on, so it's the middle of May right now, May 13th, as I'm recording this. And the big thing that I've been working on is circadian biology part three. It's definitely my longest webinar. Uh, we'll get into some highlights here in a little bit. Let's see here. Um, while I was on vacation, I did finish the book Breath and uh, by James Nestor. I highly, highly recommend that. That'll be in the show notes. One of the best books I've read, and I've already been implementing a lot of the, the stuff. Like I think I mentioned in a previous episode that when I heard him on Ben Greenfield's podcast, I started taping my mouth shut, and that was like one of the best biohacks that I've ever done, and I'm still doing it to this day. I will never stop taping my mouth while I sleep. So if you're not doing it, do it. I'll put the, the tape that I use. Obviously, don't use duct tape or <laughs> something that's going to you wake up in the middle of the night. First time you do it, you're going to give you anxiety or whatever. 
put the tape I use, it's just the 3M micro pour tape. So it comes off pretty easily if you need to get it off. But lots of other stuff in there. I'm actually going to make, based on that book, I'm going to make a 14th pillar of health, obviously breathing. So it's going to be pretty high on the list. It's not going to be number 14. I mean, it's going to be up there with light water magnetism because if we don't get oxygen and we don't breathe correctly, then things break down in us. And yeah, so I'll be making that here. That'll probably be the next webinar that I do. And then I started rereading. I had this book for a while. I got it for Christmas sometime. It's called Free Your Breath, Free Your Life. How conscious breathing can relieve stress, increase vitality, and help you live more fully by Dennis Lewis. So I'll put that in the link as well. But this one's got a lot more uh, different things that you can do or different types of breathing that you can do. Um, breathing into different areas of the body. So breathe, grabbing part of your uh, skin on your rib cage and basically breathing into that area and then doing the other side, breathing into that area and you actually expand your ability to breathe through your rib cage and through your diaphragm and through your belly, which is where breath should be or breathing should be. All right, so um, right now I am in the middle, well, I'm just ending, I'm, I'm in the middle of a two bands, censorship from Facebook, 30-day ban from Facebook, and I got a 14-day ban from YouTube. YouTube is ending here, so um, YouTube wasn't as bad, um, basically. The only thing I can't do is I can't upload videos, but I had a bunch of drafts on there so I can still post those videos up, which I've been doing over the past two weeks. But I've got a lot of videos I need to upload there. And so it should be ending here in the next two or three days, my YouTube ban. Um, I forget which video it was that I posted, but it was my second strike. So I had a seven day one earlier, but censorship is getting pretty ridiculous. On Facebook, it was, um, it was in regards to a vaccine post and that previous week I had a three day ban from Facebook for another post, but then I did another post that banned me for seven days, but then they went back on my timeline to, I believe March 6th, something I posted on three of my Facebook pages. And so they extended the, the length of the Facebook jail to 30 days, which is absolute horseshit. Um, but I mean, I can, I can still check messages and do things on there, but it's, I can't like, I can't comment, I can't post or anything. So the censorship is getting more and more and it's getting pretty ridiculous. A lot of people are just, they're shutting down complete profiles and stuff. I know what's her face uh, is one that I've followed. She, her, Instagram page got completely shut down. She's still on YouTube, so check her out. Uh, very funny stuff that she's got. Um, I mean, she she's very sarcastic in the way she handles the COVID-19 pandemic and the hoax and all the CDCs and Bill Gates's and Fauci's BS. So 
But check her out. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, check her out. I'll put some links to some other people that I'm, I'm following um, on Instagram and YouTube and just people that are trying to help us uh, get out of this and wake the fuck up because that's what we need. Uh, we don't need any more people becoming sheep and becoming vaccinated with this experimental mRNA vaccine. All right. So let's get into this and we're going to go over some of the stuff that I highlighted in my or highlights from my circadian biology three webinar sun cosmetics so uh, like I said it is my longest one I think it went an hour 39 or an hour 49 lots of stuff that I covered and basically it can be it can be referred to as um, sun cosmetics it can be referred to as blue light part three it can be referred to as the sun part two just we covered a lot of different topics because there's so much stuff to cover in regards to sun cosmetics so i mean um the big thing is what is a sun cosmetic so most people would put sunscreen in there um, clothes sunglasses hats shoes gloves um, but also blue light i consider blue light to be a sun cosmetic because basically a sun cosmetic is anything that alters the spectrum of light from reaching your either your eyes or your skin and obviously I've talked about the skin many times it's the largest organ in the body it needs to sense the Sun okay obviously you can see I'm outside I've already made I think 18 19,000 IU of vitamin D so far today okay. I'm on my way to probably 25 30,000 um, but anything that blocks that frequency is considered a sun cosmetic. So even smog or pollution would be considered a sun cosmetic. Um, yeah, so just anything. I'm standing out here in my kaniki, so tan through bathing suit. Highly recommend getting that. It's one of the best cancer preventions that we have for prostate cancer and for breast cancer and the study I'll talk about the breast cancer number they didn't do prostate but they did do rectal um, but it's it's pretty staggering number uh, what they presented in that study so um, the different frequencies are super important and they're super important to build up that solar callus so building that solar callus will allow you to be in the sun longer allow you to be in the strongest sun, which usually happens midday, here right now in the middle of May, it's about 1.30. Okay, so it's happening at 1.30. And that's when you make the most vitamin D. And But you have to be able to get the other frequencies to be able to do that. Um, I wouldn't be able to, if I stayed inside under blue light all day long and then came out uh, from like... 12 o'clock to 1.30, I would get burnt, okay? And that's not what we want. We don't want you to burn. We want you to get all the frequencies that you need from the sun and benefit from those. So the different frequencies, obviously you've got the, each one preps you for the next frequency. So 
um, zero UV is the most important. That's obviously sunrise and sunset. Sunrise more important than sunset. That's basically you're getting the first, you're telling the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is the master grandfather clock, time to wake up. You're setting the circadian clock. You're setting your circadian rhythm. And you're setting off the hormone cascade, the correct hormone cascade. Remember, if you're, if the first light you see is from your phone and from your alarm clock, from the TV, that's going to cause you to put out the wrong hormones. Okay? It's going to uh, give you a super spike in cortisol. Okay? When cortisol should be risen naturally through the sunlight. Okay. But getting out for the sunrise is super important. Then that early UVA, that's what basically shuts the production of the hormones down. Okay. So sunrise and getting early morning UV. So my current schedule right now is basically I get, get up, I come out here, I will see the, I'll stand out here. So right now there's a big brush the sun is somewhere over there behind the, the brush in the woods um, so I can't I can see like a sliver of the sun but I'll stay out here until they turn off the the street lamps and usually it's five minutes so I'm grounded and I do a, a breathing practice uh, with my boss lung expander and then I'll go back inside usually make my wife's coffee and breakfast okay, and then I'll get the dogs and then I'll walk over to my sunspot which is on the other side of the the woods so then I can see the sunrise and do that so basically that's still with the zero UV then when I come back then I'll get either my son or daughter or both and then we'll do a I'll do a shirtless walk around the neighborhood about 2100 steps and so I'm basically out there with with the UVA um, so the zero UV, then UVA shows up, then UVB shows up, okay? Um, and UVA is something that's super important because it helps release nitric oxide from the skin. And without that nitric oxide being released, uh, we can't raise our vitamin D levels. So that's why people who do come out in the strongest sun, they can't raise their vitamin D levels, even if they're doing that and also getting supplements which obviously you probably know if you follow me on social media that i do not recommend a supplemented vitamin d but context 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 it's it all depends okay um so all all melanoma cases and cancers in general are associated with a low vitamin d level okay sun cosmetics block the frequency okay um, another big thing probably the biggest thing that I learned was tanning so tanning there's different forms of tanning uh, depending on if you're doing it with just UVA or UV the, the strongest UVB with UVA and melanin is actually different with it as well so with tanning if it's just UVA, 
So it's before the, the strongest UVB, which depending on where, depending on the season, where you are, um, that type of tanning will be, it'll produce either a IPD, which is an immediate pigment darkening, or a, um, well, it'll be a IPD with just UVA, which is an immediate pigment darkening. So you'll get that within, sometimes it depends on who the person is, but anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours. But that tanning will not last if you don't get that UVB. Um, because the melanin production is different from UVA and UVB. If it's just UVA light and weak UVB, the the melanin will basically it'll basically your body will just basically take the melanin that's already in your body and just push it around to wherever is being exposed by the sun. So the sun is in front of me now, so my chest is exposed to the sun. So basically, if, it, if this was UVA sun. Um, my chest and front would be getting the brunt of it. So I would be taking melanin from the rest of my body, my back and um, legs and back of my legs and it would push it towards the front. And basically that's how the melanin would be disturbed or distributed. When it's UVB, that's when we actually make more and produce more melanin. And melanin is, it's the most photoprotective thing that we have from the sun. And so you do have to take in consideration what your skin type is. So if you're Northern European, then basically you've got a skin type of one. And if you're African or African American, you've got a skin type of six. My Fitzpatrick's skin type is a four. Okay, so you can also take that into consideration when you're making vitamin D, okay? Because my wife is basically via skin type one. So she makes four times more vitamin D than me. She makes six times more than a black person would. Okay. So, but that was pretty fascinating. The, the melanin production that I found. Melanin also acts as a antioxidant, uh, free radical scavenger. It does a whole, whole host of things. It's super important. And that's why Sunglasses is probably the worst thing you can do for your melanin. Um, well, sun, sunglasses and sunscreen, the worst thing you can do for your melanin because the eye clock, the suprachiasmatic nucleus, needs to talk to the skin clocks in order to tell it how much melanin to make. Okay? So it was fascinating stuff when I was doing my research for that. Okay. Um, Let's see. So I put the worst sun cosmetics as sunscreen, sunglasses, blue light, and clothes. Um, I mean, obviously, if, it, if your skin never sees the sun, um, it's going to think that it's winter. So if you're always wearing just your face is showing and you're wearing long sleeve, long pants, it's going to think that it's always winter. Okay. So the sun, the skin needs to get that stimulus. And so be as naked as you can. doesn't matter if you're, what disease you have. Some diseases, you can't be in the sun as long. You've got to work up to it. Uh, I know lupus is one of those autoimmune conditions that you can't really be out in the sun very much. Okay. 
Stop. So lupus is one of those autoimmune conditions you can't be out in the sun very much. So you've got to do different things in order to build it up and build it up. Okay. Um, another interesting fact was mitochondrial DNA. So remember, we have two genomes in our body, mitochondria DNA and nuclear DNA, which is our genetics. The mitochondrial DNA mutates five times faster than genetic DNA. And that's one reason why epigenetics will always trump genetics. Okay? Always. So epigenetics is basically the environment you put yourself in is going to determine your health or it's going to determine your disease or the diseases that you get. Okay? So, yeah, your mitochondria breaks down. It's basically... You're inflamed, you've got cell chaos, you've got energy problems, you're losing electrons, your redox is going down, your heteroplasmy rate is going up. Just a whole host of things happens when you mess up your epigenetics. Okay. Another sun cosmetic I didn't mention, windows. Okay. Every time you're by a window, open it. Every single time. Um, because that is a, it's a toxic environment. Number windows block, uh, I believe it's 97, 98% UVA, 100% UVB. They let in 40 to 60% red light, and they let all the blue light in. Okay, so it is basically a blue light. If you're sitting by a window you're, and it's closed, you're in a blue light environment. Okay, so open the window. Um, when I'm driving in the winter, doesn't matter the temperature. Window will be down. Usually it's, if the window's here, it'll be cracked down there. If it is raining, I still crack the window, okay? Always open a window. Never, never sit by a closed window. It is a toxic environment, okay? So, um, Some other things that uh, is super important, I've covered in videos, I'm not sure if I've covered on the podcast yet. Um, well, this is my first Sun episode, so I probably haven't covered it on the podcast, but DNA fluoresces, okay? It fluoresces in the UV, in the UV range, okay? Um, so that's super important. It's UV light, we emit all cells, or Humans, all living animals, all living things, okay? So even bacteria or an onion releases UV, extreme low-frequency UV light, so ELF UV, okay? And the more sick you are or the more sick your cell is, the more light you release. So say you have some problem with your liver, okay, compared to your heart. Your liver is going to release more light then your heart will. But it's important. Your job, Randy. What's the problem? It's important to put that light back in. Okay? But if you don't have your clothes on, but if you keep your clothes on, your liver is never going to be exposed to that light. Now, obviously, light can come in through the eyes and we push it down through the body with DHA and make an electrical signal that does a bunch of things. Okay? But the most important thing is exposing the areas that you're more sick in. Okay? So that's from the book uh, Fritz Pop, 
Fritz Pop and Roland Van Wick. What's the problem? Fritz Pop and Roland Van Wick. Um, they have the whole book, Light Shaping Life. Okay, one of the best books on light and photons and all this stuff that I've ever read. Um, should be going back through it, but because you learn things as you keep going through and keep going through. But we should not be afraid of something that our body emits and lets go of. Okay? But all the doctors, they'll say, hey, UV light's bad. The sun is bad. Stay out of the sun. Wear sunscreen. Wear sunglasses. Protect your eyes from the sun. Okay? Don't sun gaze. Okay? All of it is bullshit. Okay? They want to keep you out of there so you can become a part of big pharma. You can become a part of the big doctors. You can become a part of the big insurance and you can get surgery. You can get cancer and all that stuff. All right. Uh, last thing I want to cover is basically blue light damages the skin. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So it causes uh, something called melasma, which is a... a altering pigmentation in the skin so depending on where it's being exposed one part may be a little bit more susceptible okay so say it's your arm or say it's your your thyroid thyroid i always say block your thyroid wear a neck gaiter on your thyroid if you are exposed to blue light i wear it every single time every single time okay um and then if you do if you are exposed to a lot of blue light so say you work under blue light and so that those kind of people may never be able to raise your vitamin D, okay? Because you're getting that alien sun, and that's an issue. Blue light is, like I said, it's one of the worst sun cosmetics. Anything that alters that spectrum on your skin and in your eye is going to be a problem. So block, block the blue light. All right. So now we're going to go over the, the study. Okay, I'll put the link in the show notes for this study, but it was fascinating stuff. I just got the highlights here. The study is called Insufficient Sun Exposure Has Become a Real Public Health Problem. And this is from MDPI. So Mary Dog Paul Iris. Basically... Studies in the past decade indicate that insufficient sun exposure may be responsible for 340,000 deaths in the United States and 480,000 deaths in Europe per year. And an increased incidence of breast cancer, colorectal cancer, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's disease, autism, asthma, type 1 diabetes, and myopia. And if you're not familiar with myopia, it's basically nearsightedness, which will eventually lead to other eye problems down the road. Guess what the main cause of myopia is? Blue light. All right. So while, while, while it is accepted that solar UVR, which is ultraviolet radiation exposure, is the main cause of skin cancer, which it's not, Evidence is accumulating on the health benefits of sun exposure, as well as widespread vitamin D deficiency, and has revealed a possibly significant public health problem resulting from insufficient sun exposure. This suggests that current public health advice on sun exposure ought to be reconsidered to communicate a better balance of the benefits 
and harms of sunlight, particularly at higher latitudes where ambient levels of UVR are comparatively low, even in the summer. Let's see, beneficial effects of sunlight may be mediated by multiple signalizing molecules, individually or in concert, rather than via a single mediator such as vitamin D. So I posted on Instagram and Twitter um, something that is like a graphic that's showed what people think the sun does, and vitamin D was the only thing in there, and then what the sun actually does. And obviously, I couldn't post what this, all the things that the sun actually does because it's it's known that it does over 600 things. So, but I mean, it makes uh, nitric oxide, which is important for UV. B vitamin D synthesis. Okay, so getting out for that early morning sun, getting that UVA, so you can make um, nitric oxide, so you can make and raise your vitamin D. Um, sulfated cholesterol. Sulfated cholesterol is needed for to make sulfated vitamin D. Uh, POMC. Melatonin is made in the sun. Serotonin. Dopamine. Okay. Beta endorphins. Okay. The list goes on and on of what the sun does. Um, so it is not just vitamin D. So let's see here. Uh, here are some actual numbers. So Lindquist et al. estimated that sun avoidance was a risk factor of death of similar magnitude to smoking. Garland et al. reported that people with serum vitamin D of less than 22 had nearly twice the age-adjusted death rate compared with those greater than 125, which is really high. Okay. Uh, Mendelian randomized analysis by Af Afsal showed that genotypes associated with low serum vitamin D were associated with a 14% increase in all-cause mortality for... Hey, recording a podcast. Uh, with a 14% increase in all-cause mortality for every decline of 20 uh, nanometers per mole, or however vitamin D is measured, and mole per liter. Breast cancer. McDonald found that a 400% increase in the risk of breast cancer was associated with vitamin D levels less than 50. Okay, so right now, uh, with vitamin D... Vitamin D is getting a big press on that it can prevent or it gives you immunity to COVID. They're saying 40 or above is good. I don't say 40 or above is good. This here is saying 400% increased risk uh, under 50. Okay, so optimal is 60 or above. So you want to get it to 60 unsupplemented. Okay, 250 is the... Uh, is like the max max line for uh, vitamin D. The most I had it up to was 110, um, but I was supplementing, and I was not in the sun nearly as much. Like one day of me working outside was probably equivalent to what I got in a week, or possibly two weeks. Okay. Plus, every time I was was outside, I was if I did a workout outside, I might have been wearing a tank top, which I would never do. I've seen, I went back to old videos I saw on YouTube of my honeymoon on the beach. I was wearing a tank top. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" 
Okay. Never would I do that again. So usually when I'm outside, it's sure comes off like that. Uh, if I don't need pockets to hold something, usually shorts come off. Can he's on? All right. So where are we? Four hundred percent increased risk of breast cancer associated with that um, compared to uh, one hundred and fifty, and that there was a dose relationship response. Okay. All right. More et al. found in patients with breast cancer a 79% decrease risk of death was associated with serum vitamin D levels in the highest quintile. 79% decreased risk. A meta-analysis indicated 104% higher risk associated with serum vitamin D uh, less than 30 compared to 82 or under or over 82. Sorry, I'm forgetting my less than equal to signs. So 104% higher risk if you're under uh, 30 for breast cancer. Okay. Uh, they talked about nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is a ubiquitous signaling molecule and an important endogenous vasodilator produced by the vascular endothelium, which is the innermost layer of blood vessels. Shh. The knowledge has changed. Uh, this knowledge has changed our understanding of hypertension because it shows that high blood pressure can develop not only as a result of an overproduction of vasoconstrictor substances such as angio, angiotensin and adrenaline, but also as a consequence of impaired synthesis production of a continuously produced vasodilator substance such as nitric oxide. In addition to acting as a signaling molecule, nitric oxide is a potent antioxidant capable of modulating whole body redox states. So I love that they talked about the redox state. So remember, um, I consider your redox state and your heteroplasmy rate as the two most important factors for health. Okay? If you have a low redox, your health sucks. Your battery sucks. Think of redox as your battery and heteroplasmy rate, if it goes up and up and up, Okay. If it's like 70, 80%, you probably have a disease and you're on your way out. But the good thing is we can increase the redox and we can stop the progression of the heteroplasmy rate and we can actually decrease the heteroplasmy rate. Okay. Uh, most nitric oxide release activity was found in the upper epidermis where the, uh, the most common skin type in there or skin cell in there is the keratinocytes. And that's basically what helps to release when you get hit by the UVA light, it helps to release the, the nitric oxide. And also what I went over in the circadian biology part three was UV light does not penetrate the skin very much. It's for UVA, it's one to three millimeters. UVB is even less. And that's also why it's important to get that UVA, that early morning sun, because when the skin gets hit with it, the blood cells rise to the top in order to absorb that light. Because the blood vessels are basically what carries, they're basically the rafts that carry all the information from the sun, the photons, the electrons, the information, the energy, and the vitamin D to all over our body. And all the other stuff that the sun is making. Okay? 
Gendel Hoos found that UVR suppressed obesity and type 2 diabetes in a marine model, but these benefits were not reproduced by vitamin D supplementation. Okay. Rotterdam study, a population-based cohort of middle-aged and elderly adults, found that serum vitamin D less than 50 was associated with a 64% increase of metabolic syndrome. The investigation also observed an association of low serum vitamin D with a 35% increase in type 2 diabetes um, for the lowest, uh, less than 12, which is really, really low. Um, but if you're under 40, you should be very concerned and you should know what your vitamin D level is. Uh, I'll post a link to the home, home test that I recommend through Thorn. Otherwise, ask your doctor to get it. Uh, it's not typically covered by insurance, which is an absolute joke and shows you where the medical community, insurance community is in terms of caring about your actual health. Because vitamin D is basically a snapshot into your health, into your innate uh, immunity and overall immunity. Okay. So Little John's et al. measured serum vitamin D in 1,658 persons, of whom 171 developed dementia from any cause, including 102 cases of Alzheimer's. In just 5.6 years of follow-up, um, so that was a 125% increase in uh, dementia and a 122% increase in Alzheimer's in people with a vitamin D level less than 25 compared to greater than 50. Okay. Uh, Keeney, Keeney et al. found that dietary vitamin D deficiency in rats contributes to significant and direct and indirect oxidative stress in the brain and might promote cognitive decline in middle-aged and elderly adult rats. It would also do that same thing in humans. Little John's et al. measured serum vitamin D in 1,658 persons, of whom 171 developed dementia. Oh, I already did that one. All right. Okay. Uh, autism. This was interesting. So Vink Husen found in neonates and pregnant mothers at mid-gestation that serum vitamin Ds of less than 25 uh, compared to 50 or above were correlated with a 142% increased risk of autism in that child. And obviously autism affects boys more than girls. There are mechanistic studies linking vitamin D deficiency and related metabolic processes to abnormal brain development. The active form of vitamin D, which is 1,25-OHD, is known to affect the function of voltage-gated calcium channels. Variants in genes Coding for subunits of these same calcium channels are associated with the risk of both schizophrenia and ASD. So calcium-gated channels are also greatly affected by non-native EMF. Okay? So basically, they, the, the intracellular and extracellular calcium is highly regulated. 
All right, if you're still using your phone, putting it up on your head, using AirPods, uh, you're on your couch with the phone on your belly, you walk around with your phone, not on airplane mode, you keep the Wi-Fi on, you, you don't protect your skin, you don't protect your eyes from blue light, okay, that's going to cause the calcium gated channels to basically, the, the intracellular and the extracellular calcium is not going to be where it needs to be. And it's going to cause major problems, major chaos, major cell chaos, major inflammation. All diseases stem from inflammation. Seasonality of birth in type 1 diabetes cases and documented birth cohort effects in type 1 diabetes incidents suggest that a lack of sunshine during gestation or in early infancy may be a risk factor for type 1 diabetes. Jacobson et al. studied a Danish population of 331,623 individuals and found that less ambient sunlight, which is, means below the median compared to above the median, during the third trimester of gestation was associated with a 67% higher risk of type 1 diabetes in males from ages 5 to 9. Remember, type 1 diabetes starts in, typically in childhood, or you're born with it. Type 2 is, you, it's a lifestyle epigenetic disease. Low serum vitamin D and low sun exposure have received considerable attention as possible causes of multiple sclerosis. So multiple sclerosis right now is skyrocketing. It's an autoimmune condition. 100, uh, less than 100 is associated with a, I'm sorry, greater than 100, uh, vitamin D is associated with a 50 to 60% decrease risk of multiple sclerosis compared with less than 50. Um, while less than 30 relative to 50 or above is associated with a two-fold increase in multiple sclerosis risk. So low prenatal Vitamin D may also increase the risk of developing multiple sclerosis in adulthood. Uh, but that's not consistently found. Recent meta-analysis of vitamin D supplementation. No. Okay. Recent meta-analysis of vitamin D supplementation trials show no effect on multiple sclerosis as well. So again, a negative, a negative outcome towards supplementation of vitamin D. All right. A review by French et al. stated that epide epidemi epidemiological evidence suggests that children who spend more time outdoors are less likely to become, to be or become myopic, which is near-sightedness. Irrespective of how much near work they do or whether their parents are myopic. So it's... Being myopic, wearing glasses, contacts, okay, that is not genetic. It's not inherited. It is a total epigenetic disease. And it is a disease. The likely mechanism for this protective effect is visible light between 400 to 700 nanometers, which stimulates the release of dopamine from the retina, which inhibits the increase of axial elongation the structural basis of myopia. The authors describe the effect of time outdoors on the risk of myopia as robust, 
recommending increased outdoor exposure to prevent myopia must be mitigated by considering its adverse effects. Okay. In its most recent expert review of the evidence, so this is some of the negative stuff that was in there, which I will debunk. The International Agency for Research on Cancer concluded solar radiation causes cutaneous malignant melanoma, squamous cell carcinoma of the skin, and basal cell carcinoma of the skin. There is, therefore, little or no doubt that solar exposure is the major cause of cutaneous melanoma and keratinocyte cancers. Okay. Basically, my whole premise of the circadian biology part three webinar, Sun Cosmetics, was basically debunking that absolute bullshit and talking about what is the actual cause of melanoma? What is the actual cause of uveal melanoma, which is the number one melanoma in the eye? Okay. The uveal melanoma is caused by blue light and sunglasses. Okay. And basically the sun cosmetics is what is the cause of the uh, melanomas and the cancers and the carcinomas and all that stuff and just continually wearing them and being bashing the sun is what the cancer researchers do. Um, 1971, the war on cancer was waged. And since 1971, sunscreen and sunglasses, and all the sun cosmetics use has gone up while sun exposure has gone down. Okay. So they can't really explain that. Um, but basically, you can spin any research to go one way, or you can spin it to go another way. Um, that's the problem with a lot of research papers. Um, nutrition is really bad because they don't actually control for the light environment, which will which would make a big difference. Epidemi epidemiological studies identify sunburn as a strong risk factor for melanoma. More continuous chronic sun exposure, on the other hand, appears to have a null or inverse association with melanoma. Okay? So people that are used to being out in the sun have an inverse relationship to melanoma. So, but people who go out and get sunburn, they obviously have not built up a solar callus, which is super important. Get that zero UV, get that early morning UVA, and get that late evening and sun rise sun okay to help build up that solar callus also eat as much dha seafood as you can shellfish has astaxanthin in it which is a natural sunscreen and also never wear those sun cosmetics okay because getting those frequencies is going to help you be out for more of the uvb which is going to help you build more of that melanin that you need to protect yourself from the sun so you can stay out longer. Studies have shown that sunscreens are not particularly effective in preventing sunburn outside of laboratory conditions. There has been concern that sunscreens, which must attenuate UVB to prevent sunburn, may have an adverse effect on cutaneous vitamin D synthesis. So yes, in the, in the webinar I cover, many webinars I've covered, if it is just a 
SPF of 8, you block 95% of the vitamin D. If it's 30 or above, it's 98% or above of the vitamin D that you are blocking. Sight, sight depends on visible radiation reaching the retina. The cornea and intraocular lens, get this, prevent UVR, prevent ultraviolet radiation reaching the retina in adults, but some UVR is transmitted in children. Okay, this right here is absolute bullshit. Okay, the cornea and intraocular lens, we have neuropsin. Neuropsin is our UVA receptor. It allows, I believe, 3% UVA to get through, and it allows 1% UVB to get through. Okay, so this is what is taught in medical school. This is what is taught to the ophthalmologist, that the cornea and intraocular lens blocks all UV. Bullshit. Complete bullshit. Okay? And we have neuropsin also in our skin as well. A description of the adverse effects of UVR on the eye is given by Lucas et al. In summary, exposure of the eye to sunlight causes cataracts, photoconjunctivitis, pterygium, P-T-E-R-Y-G-I-U-M. So that word, macular, never heard of that one before, and retinal degeneration, and possibly conjunct and UV, uveal melanoma, which I just talked about. Causes for that is sunglasses and blue light. Causes for any eye disease is blue light and blocking the sun. So putting sunglasses on, eyeglasses on, contacts on. Contacts are worse than sunglasses because basically the cornea gets its oxygen from the environment. If you put a suction cup over your eye, you're basically creating a hypoxic Cornea. All right. Supplementation studies have, in general, not supported vitamin D as casual. This raises the possibility that poor vitamin D status is a proxy for insufficient sun exposure that impacts on health and is therefore a biomarker of other mediators. Of course. I mean, if your vitamin D is low, basically, we know that's your snapshot of how much sun exposure, how much nature you're in. Okay, if you're low in vitamin D, we basically know that you're an indoor zoo animal. You live the life inside. You live the life under Wi-Fi, under blue light, under non-native EMF, which is electropollution, under all that stuff. Okay? And it's important to change that, and especially if you have kids. We need to show them how to be healthy because, remember, these ages, these diseases of aging are coming, and they're getting lowered. I remember when type 2 diabetes used to be called adult onset diabetes. Okay, they stopped doing that. I forget exactly when, but they stopped doing that because children are getting it left and right. Last thing here from this study, this is the recommendations for sun exposure. So a maximum of 30 minutes unprotected exposure is advised. Looks like I broke that today. Um, for vitamin D, at least, the UVR doses necessary for its synthesis are much lower than for sunburn. And exposure time should be guided by the local UVI, which is the ultraviolet index, that is readily available online. Also, it's 
it's going to be inside of your dminder app and it will dminder will tell you what the uv is okay so i believe it's down to a six now it's 345. Uh, there is no advantage there is no advantage with excessive exposure as a complex of photochemical reactions limits the pr production of pre-vitamin D that reaches a maximal level in a relatively short time. Uh, that's also BS. It is important that eyes are protected while sunbathing by keeping them closed or wearing sunglasses and or contact lenses that filter UVR. That's complete bullshit. That is Sun Cosmetics. Sun Cosmetics is the reason for basically most of the diseases that we have. Okay, So like I said, it's the sun is unopposed, and it's been basically a clear day all day long. Oh. So if I go into my vitamin D, it's going to shut off because D-Minder on the Android kind of sucks. It kind of it cuts off at 20,000. Um, so I know I'm over 20,000. So when I open it, it'll cut off. But it's probably a 5 or 6 UV right now. Okay. Notice I'm not squinting. Notice I'm not blinking, tearing up. Okay. I'm not looking directly at it because it is a five or a six. I'm looking about mm, 15 degrees off of it. So say the sun is, is here. I'm looking down here. Okay. So you, and depending on how strong your eyes are. So remember, uh, if you can't look at the sun, if you think you need sunglasses, it means you have weak eyeballs. And remember, all disease starts in the eye. All health starts in the eye. Okay? Your circadian, your master circadian clock, suprachiasmatic nucleus, in the eye. Okay? And I can do this pretty much for hours. Okay? Typically, the only time I stare directly at the sun is zero UV, sunrise, sunset, and also when it's very low, so up to, I believe I go up to two or three, um, just depends. And that's in Columbus. Last summer in July, we took a vacation down to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and even towards the tail end of my sunrise, I couldn't, it was so powerful, I couldn't stare at it, uh, sunrise. So it was like a 0 0.5... Calories, 907 calories. 0.5 or um, a 1. Okay? Powerful stuff. So the more north you are, the weaker your sun is going to be. Jack Cruz always says that um, in, in the northern latitude, your best Sunday is not going to be better than, say, Mexico's worst day. Okay, or somewhere in the tropics, worst day. Okay. That's why the most powerful sun is at the equator. It never changes. Super powerful year round. Okay. So uh, that's it for that study. And we'll move to our next section here, which is going to be talking about the COVID stuff. Got to get it in. So. Major bullshit happening by the CDC, Bill Gates, just everything. So I'm going to 
shut this down here. I'll record some of this later and I'll talk to you here for part two of part four. Hey, what's up, Improvement Warrior? So I'm back again. It's been a few days since I recorded that first part. So let's just get right into it and finish episode number four up. Going to be talking about the corona and the vaccine. So even in the last four days, some major events have occurred. But um, the one thing that I was hinting at the other day was my governor and my state, state of Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine, who was just a complete jabroni, last week announced that he was going to be, they were going to be selecting every week, they'll select one winner who's been, had at least one dose of the vaccine. They will award them $1 million. So a total of $5 million is going out to people that have been vaccinated and just to get more and more people vaccinated because it's not, they aren't going to reach the numbers that they have been hoping for because more and more people are waking up. More and more podcasts are coming out speaking up against it. More and more social media accounts are speaking up against it. But the censorship is getting more hardcore and more hardcore. Like I said, I'm in the middle of a 30-day Facebook ban and YouTube. I just got back, so I'll be posting there. But I'm not posting any more coronavirus videos over there or vaccine videos over there because I'm on my last strike. If I get another one, my account gets permanently shut down. So I moved all the corona videos over to BitChute. I'll give you, I'll, the link will be down below, but my profile over there is Sun Yun. And the video I posted the other day was, it was mind-blowing, but um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Mike DeWine thing and a million dollars, they're taking the, the money from the Corona Emergency Fund in the state of Ohio, which could have obviously gone to other things rather than just five people, okay? Other things to make this state better and make this pandemic, this whatever you want to call it, scandemic, case-demic, go away. And yeah, we were basically, we've been the laughing stock of people that actually know what's going on. Um, it's completely ridiculous. But um, yeah, I posted, so I'll post a link down below for my Bears video. I'll actually put the, the video in the show notes. And also you can subscribe to me on the bit shoot over there. But it was basically some guy, so the CDC owns the Bears data. And if you're not familiar with Bears, it, I believe it stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reactions. Um, but the CDC owns that website. And my understanding until yesterday was that if you go on Bears and you report it, it basically just shows up on that that website but apparently it's you go on you type in your adverse event or a doctor types in the death and somebody from the CDC reviews that then puts it up and 
according to this video, what the CDC is doing is they're holding adverse events and they're holding deaths. And then they're going back months later and then putting them on. So it's fascinating stuff because it was like when it first started in December, like through the middle of January, the number of vaccines that were given was, was going up. And then also the adverse events and deaths was going up in a linear fashion. But then all of a sudden, deaths and the reporting of adverse events just completely dropped off. Completely. And then it would just continue and continue that way. And then there would be a spike. So say it was like March and they were reporting adverse events for the week, the second week of March. Um, but then all of a sudden there'd be a spike on the adverse events in January. Okay. And then more and more of those cases would be backlogged and just continually added on when nobody's actually looking at that. Most people just go to bears to, uh, get the, the latest reports. So how many people died this week? How many adverse events this week? So that's, in my opinion, it's, that's one of the most sinister things that they could possibly do. Um, I don't know if you know my... Hey! Stop. So, I don't know if you know my opinion on the CDC, but basically they are a terrorist organization and their, their weapon is misinformation. And going back and backlogging deaths and adverse events is just one of the most corrupt lies in government history, especially since where the vaccine is not FDA approved. It is only allowed an EUA, emergency utilization authorization only. Um, it will never be approved by the FDA. Um, and uh, yeah, so watch that video. It goes into all the details about what they're doing and how it's just completely bogus and bullshit what, what's going on. But um, yeah, so and yesterday, uh, also the, uh, the mask mandate was lifted in the state of Ohio. Um, I'm not sure if it's for vaccinated people or, or not, but I mean, if you know me, I just say no. I mean, I haven't been wearing a mask in, uh, since the first two weeks of this. And then I learned, hey, uh, no, you can't do that. I had new information come in, masks are bad, and shouldn't be wearing them. So when new information comes in, you've got to adapt and you've got to go hardcore from that. So, yeah, but the other, yesterday I went into Costco uh, there was no signs, so there's signs everywhere. If, I mean, you, if you've been out, you know there's there's signs pretty much on every building business. You, you go in here, you got to put a mask on. you got to put a mask on. Okay? Just ignore the signs um, if they're still around where you are. And if somebody tells you to put it on, then what I do is I pretty much just pretend I'm putting it on as, as I walk by, and then it's back down. Um, of course, I've still got it. It's the, the neck gaiter. I put it on my... My thyroid is the real reason why I bought it um, a couple of years ago, and that's the number one place on your skin that you want to protect from the blue light and all that. So, 
but that's another topic. But so no mask signs. So you don't need to have them on in Costco. However, I would say probably minimum 90% of the people there still had them on. And it was, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's basically the government, the CDC, Bill Gates, Fauci, they have done their job um, creating the fear uh, because some people will never take it off. And that's sad. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we need to overcome. It's just, just go in, just say no. I mean, I can't, nobody's ever, no non-employee has ever said anything to me about not wearing a mask. And if an employee does say something to me, like I said, I just pretend I'm fussing with it as I'm walking by him, and then down it goes. Um, it's easy to just say no. Okay? And that's what we need to do. To be, to say Just say no to the mask. Just say no to the vaccine uh, because it will destroy our health. A uh, family member of mine today just vaccinated her, I believe, 11 or 12 or 13-year-old son. I should know, but I don't really should know how old he is, but don't really pay attention to him. Um, and that's, I mean, that's even worse than vaccinating yourself as an adult. That's just ridiculous. That's making your child a experiment. When children don't spread the disease, children don't uh, get the disease, and they don't die from the disease. It's obvious if if you actually look at the numbers. And... Uh, I'll post the link to it below as well, but Robert F. Kennedy, who is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr., son of, obviously, R RFK, he is the founder of the Children's Health Defense. He put a video up the other day of Tucker Carlson, who went over some information that showed, and this is from the faulty uh, Bears data that the CDC had, so from December to April, there was approximately 33, 35, 3,600 deaths from the COVID vaccine. If you go back to 1997 through 2013, so 15 and a half years, there was more deaths in the COVID vaccine in four months than there was 15 and a half years. Okay? So that's, I mean... And because it's still under the EUA emergency use only, um, they can still use it. It doesn't have to get pulled off the market, which I believe the H1N1 got pulled after 26, 29 deaths. Okay? I mean, this information is out there. I'll, I'll post some people that you can follow and all that stuff down below. Obviously, I'll use code words and other things because I don't want my website to get censored, don't want it to get banned or anything like that. I mean, the censorship is just completely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, there's no other word for it. Um, people have bought into it hook, line, and sinker, but we've got to wake you up. And the, the big thing is that if you're not connected to the the three-legged stool of nature, the light, water, magnetism. There's a three-legged stool. If you pull one leg out, it, the stool falls down. But unfortunately, a lot of people are 
they've got all three stools off and based on their modern lifestyle and um, education the, or indoctrin indoctrination that we are going through in this country and have been going through for, for decades. Um, I mean, they couldn't have launched this pandemic in the 1980s or the 1990s because too many people would, wouldn't have been sheep. Okay? They would have said, hell no, we ain't doing this. Okay? But, yeah, so if you're not connected to the, the three-legged stool, light water magnetism, you are not going to be able to think critically enough because you're not going to have the proper amount of dopamine, proper amount of sleep, proper amount of all the hormones in your body that you need to be able to think and use your brain properly. Okay, so that's one of the big things that the, the lockdown is all about. It's about keeping you out of the sun, keeping you indoors under blue light, under Wi-Fi, under technology, under your TV, under everything that basically destroys you and your health and your biology and your mitochondria. Okay? And we all know it's the, I mean, it's the, it's the power of the mitochondria. If, you, if your mitochondria goes bad, you're bad. It's, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. So, um, but I'll post those links down below. If you have questions on anything, um, just let me know. And yeah, I'll make a, I should make a video of me just going into a store because I mean, when the when I I heard the mask mandate was going to be lifted, and I still said I said sixty percent will still be wearing them, but I was I mean yesterday was at least ninety percent. It's so that's it's really pissing me off. It's, it's bullshit. Okay, so. Enough with that. Let's go here. Moving on to the next section. Almost done with this podcast and we can get it out and go from there. But yeah, new recipe, new go-to recipe that I created last week. Um, it's called crack sausage. I have, I believe I have my crack chicken, which is basically you're making it in a crock pot or an Instapot. And basically it's just chicken, shredded chicken in cream cheese. And it's called crack chicken because you basically can't stop eating it. Crack sausage, even better. But so just take it in your crock pot. Take a one to two of the packets of cream cheese. Put it in there. Stir it up. I added onions. Uh, the sausage I used was Tayton, Tayton, however you feel it, or however you, however you pronounce it, Tayton Fields. So they're grass-fed sausage, um, so really, really good. And I added uh, mushrooms, onions, you can add sauerkraut, you can add whatever vegetables. Obviously, not too much was in season when I first made it. It was back, when, back in April, but it was absolutely delicious. So I'll put that recipe on the, the show notes and also the cracked chicken. Check it out. You can make it in the Instapot. You can make it in the Crock-Pot. My Crock-Pot has been retired by the Instapot. I don't even have one anymore since we moved. Okay. Meme of the week. Okay, so this meme is going over uh, your redox potential as the most important health metric in your body. 
uh, which is true because if you have a low redox potential, you have a low battery, you have sucking mitochondria, you've got inflammation going on, cell chaos, and basically if that continues, the diseases in you are going to get worse and worse and worse, and you need to do something about it. Otherwise, continue to die, basically. And I love being outside, obviously, but people watching is, a lot of times it pisses me off, because the last week there was a girl who was riding her bike, had a face diaper, mask, under her chin, she saw me, pulled it up. She was at least 15 feet away from me. Okay? That is the control that the mind control, the putting people into the matrix and not letting them out kind of control that we have. But. All right, meme of the week. So this is, I'll post the meme on the show notes, but it's basically, and the picture I got, it's basically an ap apocalyptic event kind of thing. It's a bunch of people riding in a truck with guns and weapons ready to go fight zombies or something like that. So it starts off, there's two different sections to it. Top section says, redox state in the cell is the biggest factor in how protein signaling occurs in a cell. Second part, your redox potential is the most critical factor in human life. It is tied to the ratio of electrons to protons within the mitochondria and on its inner cell membrane. Okay. So obviously, a lot of things I talk about a lot, mitochondria, electrons, protons, basically equal your redox potential. Think of your redox as your battery. And in my newsletter this morning, I talked about how Obesity is a lack of energy and not a gaining of a, uh, energy. Because if we gain too many protons because the proton pump can't spin fast enough to get the protons out, uh, so I talked about ATP. So it takes ATPase is the fifth cytochrome, and it takes 3.4 protons to make the ATPase spin. So it can spit out those ATP so we can have energy to sprint, energy to play with our kids, energy to do whatever. And uh, if that pump gets stuck or the electrons slow down and they can't get all the way through the electron chain transport to get the oxygen or it's very crappy electrons, so you're eating food out of season, then things break down. Things get bigger. Okay? Organ death. If you have a heart attack, your heart gets bigger. If, you're, if you sprain an ankle, your ankle swells. It gets bigger. Okay? It's losing energy. Life is energy. Energy is life. If you don't have it, then you're basically screwed. <laughs> okay, so also um, in closing, I, the bit shoot page I'll put on the show notes but Sun Yun is my profile. Um, and also I have a MeWe page. It's called the Improvement Warrior True Seekers that I created in response to Facebook. So I'm not going to be posting 
anything of I can't say anything, but not going to be posting as much and not as controversial stuff on my Facebook page in regards to the coronavirus. So, um, MeWe, it's, uh, it's public. You can go to it. You can join it. You can have your friends join it. I'll post the show link down below. Let me see if I can find the... link here uh, it's mewe.com uh, yeah i posted in the show notes mewe.com slash join slash improvement warrior truth seekers okay but a lot of corona stuff going up there and obviously all the other stuff that i post will go up there as as well but tell your friends about that join both pages and yeah all the we need to get the information out, get the truth out because the truth is being suppressed in more ways than not. Um, I'm having other mitochondriacs get blocked because they're posting about blue light and they're posting about vitamin D. Uh, they're posting about cellular, cellular immunity, T cells, okay? all the stuff that make our immune system work and work correctly and protect us from viruses and all that stuff. And that's another thing the CDC, uh, they came out about two weeks ago and said, you can't wear um, the outdoor mask mandate is now lifted. <laughs> it's like, if you're wearing a mask outdoors, you're, you're just a fucking idiot. Just a fucking idiot. And I see him every, every day. Uh, Jack Cruz blog post review. So there was a post I posted from Jack. I made a video of it as well. That will be on my YouTube channel and it's on Instagram. Let me see if I can find it here. This is a passage from his 10 security four. I believe it's electrons, magnetism, electrons, and sleep. It says as we, so as we age, we lose our magnetic sense loss of electrons. And this effect is profound on our immune cells. This is tied to the loss of magnetic ability due to the lack of oxygen tension generation in older, worn-out mitochondria. The same effect happens in those with autoimmunity and cancer. When mitochondria are older, they lose oxygen tensions and magnetic abilities. This diminishes the ability to re-energize our tissues with electrons while we sleep. This is why sharing blood between older and younger animals has such a dramatic effect on the older animal. It makes them younger because they regain the ability to re-energize their tissues with electrons at night. Okay, so this is basically the reason why older people die. Okay? Every disease, every death is related to is in some form, some form of oxygen deprivation. And electrons move through the electron chain transport to get to oxygen, to reduce the oxygen. Once they reduce the oxygen, they turn back into electrons and they go through the same process. And it goes over and over again. It's happening millions of times throughout the day in your body on a quantum level without you even thinking about it. Okay? So that's why if the electrons slow down or the protons start building up, okay, then 
we have less oxygen. And the fact that people don't know how to breathe correctly is another issue. And the fact that people are putting face masks, face diapers, whatever you want to call them, on their face, which is basically causing them not to breathe as well. As well. So, anything that reduces oxygen is bad. Any way that you can, so blue light will cause you to reduce your oxygen because it will, any form of non-native MF will reduce your oxygen because non-native MF, the number one problem with it is it dehydrates the cell. Mitochondria, your proteins, they don't work properly without water. Okay, so oxygen. It's, it's all about oxygen. And that's why I'm making the 14th pillar uh, on breath. 14th pillar of health on breath. That webinar is probably will be the next one that I'm going to be writing here pretty soon. Okay. But that's that. And let's see here. And just to, to finish out here, just some stuff that I've been working on since the last time that I spoke to you. Uh, my plan is to get out 10 episodes by the end of June. So I've got 45 days to record another five episodes after this. So I'm going to be making more plans, making getting more rigid on my schedule and all that stuff. But um, things I've been working on, I finished David Goggin's book, You Can't Hurt Me, for the second time. And it gets even better. And my plan is on Audible, I will go through two books and then go back to David Goggins. Two books, go back to David Goggins. Because, I mean, his mindset, his demeanor is just something that I want to have. I mean, I realize I'm a complete fucking pussy and bitch compared to him, but it's, it's not a game of comparison. Don't compare yourself to, to anybody. Um, you're working on yourself and you are... You have to be present. You have to be accepting of where you are right now. But you have to always be striving for more. If you're not striving, then you're one of the dead people. You're one of the, the sheep, the sheeple. Um, the people that, I quote that Les Brown quote all the time, the people die at 25 and they're not buried until they're 65. So they're just walking around as zombies and they're taking up space. They're taking up air. A lot of them are just big, lazy fucks. Um, there was a, a post. I don't know if I talked about it before, but there was a post. Uh, somebody posted a picture of some lady that had a book that said, "You can, you can stay fat, or you don't have to be thin, or you don't have to lose weight." Um, and there's a lot of people that have that that mindset and unfortunately that mindset is just it's completely wrong and it's completely just wasteful it's a waste of of life I mean, i'm looking around i see life all around me the trees everything's fully flushed now everything's in okay but then you have people that just completely waste their life and throw it away doing stupid things that that the big corporations want us to do. Okay? But in order to 
stay the course. We've got to keep listening to Dr. Jack Cruz. Keep listening to podcasts like this, Ben Greenfield, and uh, keep training hard and training the mind, David Goggins, all this stuff. Okay. So in order to push yourself, you've got to be surrounding yourself with others. And it doesn't have to be a physical person. It can be just a podcast. It can be an audio book. It can be a book. It can be anything. It can be motivational quotes put around your wall. Okay? It can be Rocky posters. Whatever. Okay? Um, yeah, but other things I've been working on is... Um, See, I bought a bike over the weekend, a 15-speed mountain bike at a garage. Paid 30 bucks for it. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. I'll get a little carrying cage to put my son in it and uh, my little dog. And we can go on family bike rides. My wife got a bike last week as well. So we can do that. And, yeah, just things around the house, house stuff falling, over, falling apart, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, so check me out, social media. You'll see more stuff that I'm, I'm doing. Uh, and, yeah, so I appreciate you listening. Please share it out. Improvement Warrior Podcast, Episode 4 in the books. Until next time, I will see you. Get outside. Have a great day. Stay strong. Stay positive. Be the Improvement Warrior.